He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. Does not wisdom's cry and understanding put forth her voice? Thank you for listening. My name is Charlie. You might know me as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today we're here to talk about Jesus, word, and wisdom. And this is a big topic. I mean, this is a big topic we've decided to talk about all week. In that last time we were together, we talked about Jesus and the gospel, Jesus is Messiah and Savior. Today, we're going to get a little bit deeper into the conversation. Jesus as word of God. Jesus as word. In creation spirituality, we put a lot of emphasis on this idea of debar. It is one of the first things that we talk about when we talk about the way of bliss or the via positiva and that words have power spoken words particularly have power words written on a page are dead words they can be brought to life merely by reading them but it's the spoken word that has power and that that power can change minds can change Entire populations can change everything. And so, here we are today talking about Jesus as word. I think it's important to start this conversation by pointing a few things out. You're going to hear me on this podcast talk a lot about the word of God. There are some things that I need to make sure that you understand when I'm using that. Number one, the word of God is not a book. Anybody who points to a book and says, behold, the word of God. No, <laughs> no, that book is not the word of God. The word of God can be spoken from that book. For example, if you were to pick up a copy of the gospels and start reading aloud the words of Christ, then that spoken word is the word of God. The book is a book. And there, that's a very important distinction. It may sound minor, but it keeps us, number one, from having an idolatrous relationship with text and with a book. It also prevents us from locking in and missing the point. Jesus tells us in the Gospels that the Holy Spirit would come to guide us into all truth and to teach us the things that he could not tell us then because we could not bear to hear them. And Jesus has done this a lot. <laughs> the church has changed its mind on slavery, on racism, on a lot of issues. And those are things that in the first century, no, I don't think that people could bear. I mean, can you imagine the Apostle Paul running around in Rome saying, you know, God told me we have to abolish slavery. Their entire economy was built on slavery. And without slavery, there was no Rome. 
that would have been a problem. That would have been a big problem. But he doesn't do that. Why? Because they could not bear to hear it then. They can bear to hear it now. So that's important to understand. It's the spoken word, the living word that has power. Number two, and almost as important, the word of God is not a person. Now, when I say that, you may say that this is a contradiction because we're talking about Jesus Christ as the word of God. Jesus Christ was fully God, fully human, and the only singular incarnation of the word of God. If anybody comes to you today, as Manny did in the second century, saying, I am the word of God, they're wrong. They're either confused or they're lying. Some, something's gone wrong in there. Jesus is the only full incarnation of the word of God. And as you know, we believe that it is our job to strive spiritually until Jesus Christ is born within us and born through us into the world. Now, that does not mean that when Jesus is born in me, that I become the word of God. No, the word of God dwells in me because Jesus dwells in me, just as Jesus dwells in you and in any believer. That does not make us the word of God. That does not make us infallible. That does not make us unable to err. That does not grant perfection to our words for all time and space. And that's important to understand. That's the word of the week. <laughs> that's the word of at least today's podcast. It, it, you have to understand that. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. No singular one person can ever, ever speak solely for God. Is that how it works? Not anymore. It hasn't worked like that for a very long time. So it's very important. It's not a person. So it's not a book. It's not a person. Number three, it is not a secret. Next week, we're going to talk about the secret of Mary. And that is kind of a secret because a lot of people don't know it. It's not a secret in that it is necessarily hidden. It's a secret in that, well, it's hard for people to understand. And that if you are not one of the people who can hear that, then it, it can be a problem. You might not understand it as well, but that's different. That's a side issue. We're talking about essentials here. The word of God itself is not a secret. It is practiced and proclaimed aloud and for all to hear. So what does this mean that Jesus is the word and wisdom of God? First of all, when you go back into the Jew Jewish scriptures and start looking, you see a lot of descriptions of what we would call the pre-incarnate Christ. They appear in the books of wisdom, literally in the book of wisdom and Ben Sarah in the works of the Proverbs in Ecclesiastes in the song of songs. I already mentioned Sirach, but it's one of my favorite books of the Bible in the wisdom of Solomon we see wisdom play out. We see wisdom as a character. It's where the title of our website and podcast come from. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding put forth her voice? Does not wisdom cry out? That wisdom that we're talking about, that primordial wisdom that our Buddhist brothers and sisters might call the Dharmakaya, 
that wisdom that has existed beyond time and space, that wisdom that is truth, that is Jesus. That is the word of God. He is the creative energy behind all things. John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And without him, nothing would have been made that was made. There's a wonderful song called The Word of God that has this line in it, Man wrote the Bible, God wrote the rocks. The Word of God is the power that holds the universe together. When you study physics, you're studying the Word of God. When you study quantum physics, you're studying the Word of God. When you study biology, you're studying the Word of God. Anthropology. Pick pick an ology. <laughs> in all of them, you are studying the Word of God because God created the universe. God is the power. Christ himself is the power that holds the universe together. God is the mind, the logic that created and sustains the universe as it is. It is everything for us to understand this. In Psalm 33, 6, the psalmist tells us, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. Now, we could go into this in so great detail, the word of God being Jesus Christ and the breath of his mouth being the Holy Spirit, that these two made all the heavens and the host that are in them. Christ is that which frames the world. Which frames the world. Can you imagine such a thing? In the book of Sirach, in chapter 42, verses 15 and 16, wisdom speaking says, I will now remember the works of the Lord and declare the things that I have seen in the works, in the words of the Lord are his works. The sun that gives light looks upon all things and the work therefore is full of the glory of the Lord. In the words of the Lord are his works. Now, this is what we were talking about yesterday when we talked about the gospel. This is the glory of the Lord. This is what we are meant to be about. We are co-creators with the word, with Jesus Christ himself. We are here to put the word together. We are here to put the world together to bring all things together in unison and in unity and in peace, in compassion, in loving kindness, in justice. That is the work that we are to do. In Isaiah 55:11, the prophet says, So shall my words that go forth from my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. This is the power of God. This is the power of Jesus. This 
is the power that is here for all of us. And in this, we see Jesus in a whole new light in a way that we never really do. We see God as play. We see God together with his creation in joyous unison, playing. Think about that for a minute. In Proverbs 8, 22 through 32, the, the writer tells us, The Lord possessed me, me being wisdom, in the beginning of his ways, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there was no depth, I was brought forth. When there was no fount fountains, abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. I'm sorry, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest parts of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. And when he set a compass upon the face of the depths, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then was I by him, as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable parts of the earth, and my delights were in the sons of men. Now therefore hearken to me, O you children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Isn't that beautiful? Imagine that. There in creation, wisdom itself played and delighted and rejoiced and sang and danced. As rock beat against rock in the early foundation of our solar system, as everything came together, wisdom danced in the fires. As the rain began to fall and cool our world, wisdom danced and rejoiced in the rain. As life came forth in the seas and crawled onto land, wisdom rejoiced. As our ancestors came down from the trees and began to walk upright in the African savannah, Wisdom danced about us. Wisdom rejoiced in seeing us together. How beautiful. I mean, it really, really brings almost a tear to my eye. That's the power of Jesus. That's what Jesus is. The creative word of God. Matthew Fox, an original blessing, says, The truly energetic creative word of God, Debar, will not be imprisoned, will not be locked up for long. Our spiritual task is to get out of its way enough that we might be filled with it and go about our task of healing, celebrating, and co-creating for Debar wishes to be incarnated in us. 
This is Jesus on the way of bliss. This is Jesus in the first path. This is what it is all about. Learning to dance with wisdom. Learning to be one with wisdom. That's the power of God. And it may sound vague. I know I'm all about practicality, and you may be thinking, well, what's practical about learning to dance with wisdom? Well, think about this. No matter what comes your way, rejoice. Have good cheer. And seek the wise way through. Wisdom often comes in flashes of insight. This is one of, I think, the greatest powers of the universe. Is that we struggle and struggle and struggle. We read, we study, and quite often it's those little flashes of insight that reveal to us the secrets of the universe or that reveal to us what we should have for breakfast. It's learning to speak the creative word and not the destructive word. It's learning to speak the words of Christ that brings healing to the sick, comfort to the afflicted, freedom to those in chains. This is the word and wisdom of Christ working through us. This is the power that we have unto salvation. This is what we are to be about. So if you have accepted the Lord into your heart, if you are working on the path of Christ, this is your task to learn to speak the word into being. And it's not magic. It really isn't. It may sound like I'm talking about magic here, and maybe in some respects you could almost see it that way. But learning to speak that power into the world and live in that wisdom, that insight that, that dwells within. You can do this, first of all, in silent prayer. It may sound weird. Why would you learn to speak in silent prayer? Because you have to learn to listen. Focusing on nothing but your breath, letting go of everything around you. In that place of Avada Bebatol, that work of isolation where you just let go. That work of self-annihilation where you just let go, you just let go, you just let go. And in that emptying, you welcome the Holy Spirit to bring Christ into your heart more fully. To conform you to his image more completely. And to teach you the wisdom more fully. If you can do that, then you have taken so many steps on this path. You have walked down the holy way. And there you will find truth and you will find release. This is what Jesus wants. We are the body of Christ. Many members, one body one baptism, one Lord. We are the body of Christ collectively. And as such, we have to learn to speak the word of God again, the honest word, the just word, not the selfish word, not the word that gives us power, 
or prestige or money. Those things are fleeting and worthless. They are havel, they are vanity, they are chasing after the wind, they are emptiness. Compassion, family, friends, community. These are the things that will outlive us. These are the things that will outlast us. These are the things that are our real destiny. And they grow from learning to speak the truth and to act in it. From being the incarnation of the word and wisdom that is Jesus Christ. To say with him, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Be anxious for nothing. Judge not, lest ye be judged, for you shall be judged by the same measure wherewith you apply. These are the teachings of Christ. Let them be one, he says in John 17, as we are one. This is living the power of God for the reconciliation of the world. Not a hooky-spooky kind of a thing, but in all truth, in all justice, in all compassion, in every action and word that we take, not spreading gossip, not spreading hate, not spreading lies, doing nothing to harm another. This is the power of God in Christ working through us, and it will make us whole. Oh, blessed are you, O Lord, oh, my sweet Jesus, the word and wisdom of God. Grant your peace to all who hear these words. Grant your wisdom and fill their hearts and teach them to walk in your ways and to speak your words. In your holy name and through the power of your precious blood, I pray. Amen. What, you didn't think I was going to talk about the blood? Well, we're going to talk about the blood. And that's going to be tomorrow's episode. I thank you so much for listening. If this has helped you, please share it with a friend. Help spread the word about what we're doing here. We are truly a non-for-profit. I'm not asking for money. I do have a donation button up on the website, but that's just because if somebody wanted to give, they can. But I really, I'm just doing this because I feel that this is the work that God has put me on this planet to do. If we've helped you in any way, help us. Help us in the way that's most important. Tell a friend. Share this podcast with others. Leave a review and a rating in your favorite podcatcher, whatever that may be. If you'd like to get this or any other episode of the podcast, you can go over to wisdomscry.com. There you'll find not only the collections of our teachings there, but you'll also find other resources that will help you out as you walk the middle way to God. Like I said, on tomorrow's episode, we'll be talking about Jesus, the high priest, and we will be talking about that pesky subject of blood. Until then, thank you for listening so much, and God bless you.